Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Happened to Mike Schmidt, forty-year-old boy podcast. Let's uh, let's look at some literary history right now, shall we? Let's get together. Let's look at some literary history. I'm going to ask you this: Are you familiar with the story, "The Boy Who Cried Wolf"? Are you? If you're not, you should be. And if you're not, I'm going to tell you about it right now. Uh, to my, to the best of my recollection, to the best of my memory, this is what "The Boy Who Cried Wolf" is. Uh, it's about a kid. He's a he lives in a sheep house or whatever the fuck, and they're out there in the in the meadow. There's a bunch of sheep walking around. They got wool and they're bang all over the place. And uh, he's with his family. And they're like, hey, keep an eye on these sheep. He's like, no problem. I love sheep. You love sheep. We all love sheep. We're a sheep family, aren't we? Put his arms around the sheep, hugs them. Uh, And again, they're like, oh, we love you, George. Whatever the fuck his name is. And, uh, you know, his family goes inside and they're thrilled. And then uh, the kid's outside tending the sheep. He's got that curved stick. You ever see that curved stick they use for the sheep? I don't know what that is. I don't know if there's a walking stick or they whack the sheep with it. I'm not sure. But every sheep herder I've seen in popular fiction, and oh my God, are there a lot of them. (laughs) I don't know if I would use popular fiction, really, but in any fictional tale in which there's a sheep herder who's being shown visually, he's got that big fucking hook. And part, and part of it makes me think, is are the sheep doing a show out there? Is there some sort of vaudeville presentation? where if the, And if the sheep are terrible, he hooks them with the big hook and pulls them off the sheep stage? That'd be terrible. Uh, could, there anything, could, any, could anything be worse? If you were a sheep and you worked on your act the entire time, you're outside, you're in the meadow, you're eating bugs or whatever the fuck sheep eat, cause you're, and you know eventually you're going to be covered in minchelli. Isn't that, that's just got to be terrible. You're like, you know what? My my outs my coat is going to be somebody's sweater, and then they're going to turn me into a chop. That's got to be a grim fucking future for a lamb when he thinks about it. And all he looks forward to is vaudeville action. All he looks forward to is expressing himself on stage, whether it's by song, whether a sheep has written any slam poetry, whether <laughs> I made myself laugh, whether it's stand-up comedy, which I doubt. Stand-up, I doubt it. There's no funny sheep. Let's be, there's no, there's not one funny sheep out there. You know why? Cause they're, cause they have grim prospects. What, what's, what sheep is going to be like, always look on the bright side of life. There's no bright side of life. You're going to take my fucking coat and make it into a fucking wool sweater. And then you're going to fucking cook me up. 
You're going to make me into a biryani, which is a word I like to use on this podcast every week now. You're going to chop me into chops. You're going to make me into a, some sort of a ragu, a lamb ragu. Lamb chops are delightful. Uh, so if you're, if you're, you know, you're not gonna be a stand-up comic as a, as a sheep, but you're going to write some sort of song. I'm sure there's some sort of Al- Alanis Morissette sheep out there writing sad songs about being in the meadow and waiting to die. Uh, so they're getting their show together and the guy, the kids out there, he's got his curvy stick, which is very important because again, we all know the sheep. If you're bad, you're bad. And there's so many sheep out there and they all want to get a crack at it and they're all waiting their turn. And if you, if you don't have it after two minutes, man, uh, and I'll tell you what you, you think. You think the sheep go loudly and boy, do you hear them go boo? Then they're really loud. Then they, and they fucking wreck the place. So you get up there as a sheep, you do your act, you suck. And they're like, boo, boo. And then sure enough, here comes George or whatever the fuck his name is. And he grabs the hook and zhing, pulls you right off stage. And then now you really got reason to be sad. If you ever bite into a lamb chop that's bitter, it's because that uh, fucking that they was he got the hook. George gave him the hook on stage. Uh, so George is out there, and he, you know, the sheep are rehearsing their show, whatever the fuck they're doing. But the show isn't for a couple of days, so it's not like anything he's got to to pay attention to. So George is just there in the meadow, and he's like, you know what, man, this is fucking boring. Why am I watching these sheep? This is a drag. Uh, you know what I'm gonna do? Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm going to lighten this whole place up. I'm going to fucking liven this whole place up. I'm going to light this fucking candle. I'm going to do something else that begins with L. Here's what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm out here to make sure the wolf doesn't show up, but he doesn't bite the sheep, right? Well, now, if I yell that there's a wolf out here, people are going to lose their fucking minds. They're going to come running out here. It's going to be hilarious. So George gets his curly stick, and he stands up, and he grabs his uh, hook, and he's like, eh, eh. Ahem, ahem. Wolf, wolf, wolf. And he yells wolf like a million times, right? And everybody comes running out, the family, even some neighbors. Some of the sheep themselves have perked up a sheepy ear. And they're waiting. What the fuck, a wolf? We're going to get bitten. This sucks. And the family comes up. They're like, George, did you hit the wolf with your curvy stick? And he's like, ha ha, you dopes. They're like, what? He's like, hi, you're idiots. And we're like, why why are we idiots? Because there's no wolf. All right. Well, I mean, that doesn't make us idiots just because you would do a stupid prank. (laughs) Dummies. Again, we're not dumb, George. You yelled wolf. Our natural inclination is to come out here and see if there's a wolf, if only to protect the sheep and you as well, friend. We want to make sure no wolves wreak any havoc in our meadow slash pasture. And George is like, ah, whatever. (laughs) Ha ha. Sit down. Wolf isn't here. I joked. And they're like, dude, don't do that. Seriously. Because, like, this is your shift. If it was our shift, we wouldn't yell wolf. And then you'd come ring out here. You'd be pissed off because you could be inside, you know, playing your Nintendo Switch. Whatever the fuck the shepherd does on his off days. And he's just like, ha ha, stupid. And they're like, all right, whatever, dude. We're going back to bed. Good night. And he splits. Uh, or they split anyway. It was just a hammering noise outside my house. So they go back to bed and then George is outside. and He's got the curvy stick and the sheep are a little weird right now. They're a little unnerved because they know that anything he does, he, he's, he's now capable of anything. He's, if he's yelling fucking wolf, he could yell anything. He could yell fucking kamikaze pilots. He could yell fucking dragon. It doesn't matter. George now has them. They are now ill at ease with George when he's supposed to be protecting them. And yet they have no choice. They're sheep. You know, they're, they're herbivores. Like I said, they eat fucking bugs and leaves. They're not going to attack George. And he's got the curvy stick anyway, which we've all seen the damage it does. Not only does he bonk you on the head with it, but he hooks you off stage when you try to do some sort of rendition of row, row, row your boat. 
So, uh, so they're all talking amongst themselves and they're like, yeah, he's kind of a dick. Right. But at the same time, nothing we can do about it. And George is like, oh, this is killing me. An hour goes by. He's like, oh my God, these sheep are so boring. Oh, this job is boring. I want to go to the big city. And yet I can't, I couldn't possibly. What I need to do instead is I need to stay here and take care of these sheep, which is fine. But yet, you know what? I, I need some excitement. I might be a country boy, but I need some city-like excitement. I need to gin things up. You know what I'm going to do? Because George, again, not smart, doesn't have a lot of ideas. So he thinks to himself, I'm going to yell wolf again. And uh, again, you would think that he would have something else at that point. Turn, turn part of the meadow into a putting green and use your curvy stick and sink some putts. Or go to find it like an apple tree and pull some apples off the tree and eat those or, or lob them at the sheep, feed the sheep. Or, you know, control a tennis ball and play a little street hockey. Whatever. You've got a curvy stick. If you, George, in sandals and sackcloth, can't find a way to busy yourself with a curvy stick, then I don't want to know you. When I was a kid, you'd find crab apples. You'd find rocks. That was a fun afternoon. Someone was getting fucking bonked. You were throwing shit. Someone was getting a crab apple right in the mouth, spit out a molar. Nothing better than when a neighbor loses a molar courtesy of wayward fruit. (laughs) <laughs> and this guy doesn't just have wayward fruit. He's got a curvy stick. If I, had, if I had a curvy stick when I was a kid, forget it. I don't know if there'd be another kid alive left on the block. I would just leave bodies in my wake as me and my curvy stick did damage. My point is find something to do here, George, instead of inconveniencing your family with a, with a shout of wolf. And yet, and yet, and yet. What does George do? Wolf! Wolf, oh my God, this time, wolf, wolf. And uh, the family, of course, groggy, but they come running out in their, in their night clothes. Here, here, comes, here comes his brothers, Winkin, Blinkin, and Nod. And uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, they also come out. And Alvin and Simon and Theodore, all of his family are in pairs of three. And they come bursting outside and they're like, what, wolf, what we got, how are we, what are we doing? And he's like, ah, <laughs> you fucking dummies. And they're like, what are you talking about? He's like, you guys are dumb. And they're like, why are we dumb? It, it, if you say wolf, and he's like, yeah. And they're like, you're the wolf guy. And he's like, right. And they're like, okay, so if you say wolf, and he's like, yeah. And they go, again, you're the wolf guy. And he's like, I get it. And they say, okay, if you say wolf, and he goes, uh-huh. And they go, naturally, we're going to think there's a wolf. Ha <laughs> ha stupid. Why is this stupid, George? Well, you're just dumb. We're not dumb, George. You're the wolf guy. If you say wolf, we come outside to see if there's a wolf. That's how it works. That's what you're doing out here. When we take our shifts, we hold the curvy stick and we look for a wolf. And if there's a real wolf, we yell. We don't yell fake wolf. That doesn't make any sense. We're trying to sleep, George. You wouldn't care for us interrupting whatever you do in the morning, Correct. We've gone over this. You and your switch. Maybe we take the batteries out of it. He goes, doesn't take batteries. Ha <laughs> ha, stupid. Whatever. Don't pull this bullshit with the wolf again, George. I won't. You promise? No. Ha ha ha, stupid. Get out of here. God damn you, George. So they sleepily head back into the cabin. And uh, and they all lie in their bunk beds. And this and which is weird. I named nine people. There's another six people who live in there, and they have a, a, a set of bunk beds, fifteen beds high. It's the tallest roof in the meadow. It's ridiculous. I think you know what? It may even go outside of the roof. Maybe it's a retractable roof. Maybe Jerry Jones of the Dallas Cowboys bought this house for them, or at least it got 
city uh, funds to pay for it. And now they have a retractable roof where they sleep on their 15 high bunk bed stack. And they go in there and they're snoring. And I won't even do the snoring for you because I can't do 15 different snores. Because normally they'd be like, me, 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 whatever the fuck. Well, I, you need 15 different ones. And I just don't have the fucking time. But they go in and they pile into the sack. And they're like, let's get some rest because tomorrow we're the wolf guys. We're on wolf detail or whatever the fuck. And George is like, ah, oh, that was hilarious. He looks around at the sheep. He's like, you, yeah, fucking sheep, whatever, whatever. And the sheep are looking at him like, man, do we trust this guy or not? You know, we, we've, we look, we're just dumb sheep. Our, our, my brain is the size of a golf ball. I exist on this earth for two reasons, to clothe you and to be eaten by you. That's it. That's who I am. I'm, I'm a cannon fodder animal. And, uh, and even I don't trust this fucking wolf guy. And he's the guy I'm supposed to trust. And George is out there with his curvy stick and he's like, oh man, this sucks. And the fucking sheep are like, you know what, man? He's got the curvy stick. We're supposed to trust him. It's like piggy with the conch. You know what I mean? It's if someone's got the fucking curvy stick, the sheep have to listen. They got to trust them. It's, it's a relationship. It's implicit within the relationship itself. We will trust you. You will get the curvy stick. Don't you think the sheep would rather have the curvy stick? They would, but instead they walk around and they, and they eat bugs. And then he's out there with the curvy stick trying to make sure no fucking wolf shows up. And now he's queering the deal on a Tuesday afternoon because he's fucking bored. What are you bored for, man? Anyway, he's finally like, oh, this totally sucked. Well, but you know what? I can't do it again. It'll be hilarious if I did it again. But like, I totally can't because they will be so mad at me. And if they're mad at me, then it's like, I got to make my own breakfast for four days. And then maybe they won't let me hold the curvy stick. And there'll be some ridiculous chore. Like I got to fucking shear these things. And I'm terrible with those. I always nick my fingers. I don't want to do that. And I certainly don't want to chop them into chops because I'm terrible at the butchery. I'm a good curvy stick guy. That's what I am. I, you know what? I'm really, really causing some issues here because I enjoy being the curvy stick guy. And if I start to establish that I am an untrustworthy curvy stick guy, they're going to give me some other chore that involves shearing or butchery or shoveling shit. And I refuse to do any of those. Instead, I, you know what? I'm going to reinstate myself as the best goddamn curvy stick man in the business. I'm a veritable fucking farm croupier. You throw snake eyes and I scoop it up with my curvy stick. That's how it works. I wonder if there's a snake out here. No, I just said snake eyes. Anyway, I got to calm down. I've pissed them off. Clearly they were angry and I, I want the sheep to trust me too. Look, I pretend like I put out a very weird vibe that I don't care about what's going to happen here or there or anywhere else, but I put out, but it, that's just for my own edification. You guys need to trust me. The sheep need to trust me. And I care. I want to be a man that can be known to be trusted. I want to be George, the curvy stick guy. Not George the, hey, there might be a wolf, but instead I'm a dick guy. That's not good. What am I doing here? What am I doing? Really, what am I doing here? If someone would invent a mirror, I would take a look at myself in it, and I would realize that I've made quite a mistake. So you know what? I'm going to be ever vigilant. This is what I'm going to do now. I'm going to protect these sheep uh, and make sure I do it better than anybody ever has before. And George is uh, recommitted to his job, recommitted as the curvy stick guy. And, uh, and the sheep go to sleep. And uh, George is leaning against the tree with his curvy stick and he's feeling good about it. He's protecting them, protecting his family. He's got a trade. He's got a purpose. George has got a purpose. He certainly, he gave in to tomfoolery earlier in the evening, but now in the pitch black night, 
with the moon shining brightly in his face. He's proud of himself for the first time in a very long time. And then he hears it. First, it's just kind of like the, it sounds like padding of feet. It's just, you know what he thinks to himself? He thinks, man, this sounds sneaky. Like he doesn't think it sounds like anything, but it does sound like sneaky. Or it sounds like sneaking. So his first thought is that one of the sheep has gone rogue. They're going to split. They're going to climb out of a fence and get out of here. And they're going to go ahead and, and run for distance. And then he's going to have to take the curvy stick and hook them. And the important thing is when you're chasing down the one rogue sheep, you have to make sure the other sheep realize they can't make a break for it. Now, if only George himself knew that the sheep got no interest in fucking going anywhere. They like it there. They like food. They like calm. They like the pen. They're thrilled with it. But he has to think, well, what if they do escape? And he's got a whole plan for scooping one up and making sure the rest don't leave. But he hears more paddling. He hears like, you know, like padding feet. And uh, and then he hears uh, a steady, it almost sounds like a, a faucet, like a dripping, and he can't figure out what that might be. And he's like, well, so is, there, is there a hose problem? He goes over to where the, uh, the hose is, where they get their water out of the creek, and he doesn't see it, and he keeps an eye on the sheep, but it is still dark outside other than the moonlight. And then he sees like a, a shape that moves, and he's like, what the hell? And uh, he starts to venture amongst the sheep. Now, he's in there with the sheep. The sheep are sleeping but he still sees shadows in the corners of his eyes and they're moving and he hears this steady dripping and he doesn't know what it is and he hears padding feet and weird dripping and he sees shadows moving and then right at the last instant he hears and he's like, what the fuck is that? And he turns around and the biggest, scariest, non-grandma-eating wolf you've ever seen in your fucking life is right there. A, not, a, not a stone's throw away right in the middle of the sheep. And if he looks closer, his eyes adjust to the darkness and he realizes this fucking thing has wool all over its mouth and the dripping he heard was the blood coming from these consumed sheep and the drool running out of this wolf's mouth. It is, it is eight feet tall if it's an inch. It's taller than two curvy sticks. And he's like, what the fuck? And he sees it and he realizes, oh my God, this is what I was born to do. This is my moment. And he goes, wolf, wolf. He fucking yells it with all he has. He bursts his lungs. He screams so loudly because now it's time. This is the moment. This is when he becomes a hero and the other 15 people come out and they're going to stomp this fucking wolf into a goddamn puddle of memories. And nobody comes. And this wolf standing before him, eating sheep, dripping blood out of its fucking mouth, off of its fangs, you essentially using the wool as a napkin, covered it all. It's covered in viscera and fucking guts and blood and wool and holy christ he's never seen carnage like this he's never known terror like this and he's got his curvy stick and he picks it up to try to wheel it and scare the wolf and the wolf fucking stares at him and gets this big ass wolfy grin where you just see nothing but fang after fang after fang a fucking great white shark would be terrified of the fang grin that this fucking wolf busts out as George picks up the fucking curvy stick to try to restore some order to this sheep's meadow. And George sees that face and he has one last try and he says, Wolf! 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 
wolf. He yells, finally, with everything he can. He tried initially, and finally it bursts out of him. Wolf. And from the house he hears, we're not falling for it this time, George. See you in the morning. And George sees the expression on the wolf's face change as if he understood what the people in the house had just said. As if he understood that it was only going to be George and his curvy stick standing between him and a fucking all-you-can-eat sheep buffet. And a smile filled with fangs that was impossibly large got even larger. As the wolf considered for a moment something he had never thought before in his life. Because, you know, this is a wolf who wants to eat sheep. But now he thinks to himself, you know what? I wonder what curvy stick guy tastes like. And George, realizing his mistake, his error, his foolishness. Curls up in a ball on the ground and holds up the curvy stick with one last hope of fending off this wolf if it chooses to attack him and this wolf with with a mouth larger than the world itself reaches out and doesn't touch George but takes the curvy stick and picks sheep flesh out of his fangs with it smiles even wider and dives on top of George, consuming him in almost one bite. And that is the story of the boy who cried wolf, the curvy stick guy who wound up dying in front of all of the sheep because he went ahead and he yelled, oh, I've got something to tell you. Oh, there's a wolf coming. Oh, all of these terrible. And it tur- and he, you know what? He lost all of his credibility. He lost all of the trust and nobody believed him. And that's the situation I find myself in right now because, uh, you know, for a couple of months, we've been hit or miss with this show, more miss. Put out one show in uh, in February, one show in, uh, well, in January. <laughs> so we've done one show a month. And then I put up a show last Saturday, and I was like, you know what? We're back on track. I'm excited. Uh, let's make this work. Let's let's get rolling, because I've, I've tried to get my sleep schedule back underway. All sorts of different things. I've, I've, I've done what I can to try to make things work. And, uh, and this is Thursday and I'm like, we'll have a show up on Thursday. It's going to be fantastic. Everything is going to be rolling. Everything's going to be great. We're it's baby steps, but we're making it happen. And I told you, I told you on Saturday, we're back, we're moving, we're doing what we can. And, uh, and now I'm here to tell you, as you've probably witnessed by the running time for this show, uh, it's a truncated show. It's not a full show, uh, because, uh, unfortunately I, I have some real life stuff that I have to deal with and I know you laugh and that's what I'm saying. It's, it's for months I've told you, well, it's this, it's that. And I've, I've been trying to claw out of whatever hole I found myself in and, uh, (laughs) and, and I've been able to do it periodically. And then this week I was like, all right, you know what? Let's do this, man. I, I grabbed my bootstraps, uh, which by the way, with this is strange. I don't own boots. 
I only have the straps, which seems crazy. Uh, and I said, this is, this is what we do. We put out a show on Saturday and then, uh, we'll, we'll be back on Thursday and we'll get back on a Thursday schedule. And, and again, as I've said, talk is cheap and you don't want to hear that shit. And I totally get it. So I just assumed I would put out a show on Thursday and everything would be fine. And we'll get back in the swing. And, and eventually I would regain your trust in some small way. And I would regain my own trust because I would prove to myself, Hey, you know what, man, you did it. And it just, then that's all you do is you stack W's. You know what I mean? That that's all you can do is stack a W stack, a W stack, a W. And eventually you're back in the swing and, and that's, that's good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and so that was Saturday. I put out the show and I'm like, all right, man, I breathed a sigh of relief. And, and I was excited to get this week going. And then uh, Sunday came and some stuff happened and I was like, all right, well, that's fine. Uh, and, and it was a thing where, and I, and here's the deal. I'm not going to go too into it. I'll tell you about it when I can, but right now I can't. And you know, there's nothing I enjoy more than telling you there's something I know and I can't tell you about it, but I, I can't talk about it just yet because I don't know the answers. I don't know what's happening. (laughs) So it, it, uh, if I told you some things, then it turns into like a weird cliffhanger and then who knows? And I, cause I don't, I don't even know what's going to happen. I don't know what's where it's going. Uh, as soon as I do, you'll know. But, uh, that's what I mean when I talk about the boy who cried wolf, he, uh, you know, he told you, hey, aha, wolf, haha, and there was no wolf. Uh, so that's like me. I'm the, I'm the, the podcast who cried show and Hey, we're back on track. Hey, here's a show. Everything's fine. Hey, it's going to be good. And ah, ha ha, no, pulled the rug out from under you. And, uh, you know, I, I essentially abused that privilege for the last couple of months, if not the past, uh, 18 months, you know, hit or miss and missing the schedule and stuff. But truthfully, the last two months getting one show out a month is not, that's been bad. And, uh, so getting back on track, I was excited about it. And here we are on the first Thursday and, uh, and we have to do this and I wish I didn't, but I rest assured if it wasn't something important, I, I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't dream of it, but it is. So, uh, thank you for, for, you know, being here for whatever. (laughs) I don't know what this has been so far, but I can't, I wish again, I, and look, I'm, I'm hoping this is going to sound ominous and strange, but it's true. I'm hoping that we're back next Thursday uh, or even sooner. If I could do a, a show sooner, that would be great. But right now I don't know what's going to happen. And I, uh, it, it's not, you know, whatever I, and you're, I'm sure people are going to be like, and look, people have been, you're, you're always very nice to me. And you're always like, yes, go ahead, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I know this is saying a lot of nothing because there's nothing I can say, but, um, but I'm, let's just fucking say it. You've got, we're doing this. Uh, and I, I hope to be back next Thursday or sooner. Uh, but if not, you know, I'll, I'll post stuff on, on, cause I won't have any recording equipment with me. And that's, that's interesting to tell you too. Uh, so that's why I can't, it's not like I can even just sit down and record something and, and send it, uh, because I won't have any recording stuff with me. I won't have the capability, but right now we're doing this <laughs> and, uh, and hopefully you'll, uh, you'll you'll do what you can to come back and visit me when I'm able to do another show um yeah this sounds it's this is the lame part 
you know, I, 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 I'm, I'm so tired of doing it like this and I don't want to, but anyway, the point is I have some situation that I have to deal with. And as soon as it's dealt with, I will talk to you guys, hopefully, uh, by next Thursday, uh, if not sooner, that would be great. Uh, but I wanted to put something up here so you knew it's not like I could just, because again, I've been hiding and ducking and all that kind of bullshit every week and then going, don't worry. And whatever the fuck, but please know I'm here. Uh, I just got, uh, some life stuff to deal with, which started this week and just got, again, it was just, everything was fine. And then it wasn't. And I'll tell you all about it uh, next week, probably by Thursday. I hope who knows? I got no idea. Um, but I will tell you this, I, you know, you guys can get me at Mike at Mike Schmidt comedy.com. You guys can be my friend at facebook.com slash the 40 year old boy. You can follow me at twitter.com slash the 40 year old boy. And, uh, you can be someone who looks at me at Instagram and Snapchat and TikTok. Um, the uh, Mike four zero Y O B on there. Mike four zero Y O B on Instagram, Snapchat, yawn and TikTok. Uh, hopefully you will follow me on there as well. Like I said, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok. I'm, I'm there and it'll be cool to see you there with me. Um, we have sponsors for this show. Oh, well, you know, actually, before I get into that, uh, remember our great friend, uh, KC does all of our YouTube stuff. And I do appreciate that KC. He's got his own stuff going on right now with, uh, a fucking hearing aid and all sorts of bullshit. So hopefully that gets straightened out for you, buddy. Um, and then our buddy, David Mex Hernandez, you know, he does, uh, uh, tons of different things. He's got all sorts of irons in the fire. He's got a uh, page, his own page, a closed group on Facebook. Well, first of all, find him on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash David Mex Hernandez. You can be his friend on there. He's the best and the coolest. You go ahead and find him and and, and do cool things. Uh, and when you're there, you can go into his photos <clears throat> and find the albums he's done of all the artwork he's done. He has stuff that's available for sale. You can see things that he's already sold in the past, see stuff that he created for this show. He is an unbelievably talented person, an amazing artist, and you can see all of that at facebook.com slash David Max Hernandez. Also, he has a closed group on Facebook called This Is Dumb, That's Dumb, You're Dumb, I'm Dumb. Uh, you can join it. It's him trying to fight the internet, which is fun. It's just him Don Quixoteing the shit out of the fucking windmills of the internet. And uh, so you go ahead and join that page. That's pretty cool. But most importantly, the man has a podcast. That's right. It's called the Flem Cat Podcast. That's two words, Flem Cat. P-H-L-E-G-M is how you spell Flem. The Flem Cat Podcast is available wherever your finer podcasts are purveyed, given away for free, sold, however you want to describe it. <clears throat> they're out there and they're waiting for you today. 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 I want my money, Morty. Today. Today. You have money for fucking commercials? Uh, so go find him at the Flemcat podcast, wherever you will find podcasts. That's our great friend, David Hernandez. He's the best around. <laughs> um, we have sponsors, as I've mentioned for this show. Uh, well, should I tell you this or that? No, let's talk about the sponsor. Our good friend, Jesuit, fearful Jesuit, if you will. He, uh, he runs the paranoid strain podcast and there's a new one up right now. What? Yes. It's called paranoid strain secret societies, part 21. And I know you're thinking to yourself, oh my God, you were worried. You were wondering, you were hoping you were thinking you were crossing your fingers. And I'm here to tell you this. Oh my God. Yeah. Worry no more friends. There are more Masons in this podcast. Oh, 
Freemasons, God, I love hearing about them. They are great. Uh, you know, it's funny. He, so this one, he's talking about the Illuminati. We finally got into the Illuminati in his secret societies, part 21. Uh, and I believe they're also going to be in part 22 as well. But part 21 is the one we're talking about now. Uh, the Illuminati are woven into all conspiracy theories, friends. Uh, and you know, one of the reasons why, cause there really was an Illuminati. They were started back in the 1700s, um, by our friend, Adam Weishaupt. He's an angry young man. Here's the story from the angry young man. He's Adam Weishaupt. Danny Stark, the Illuminati. Uh, and that's the worst interpretation of a Billy Joel song you've ever heard. <clears throat> My throat feels weird. Um, the Illuminati is out there in the, uh, the thing I've learned about the Illuminati from this particular episode, uh, one of the reasons the Illuminati have endured, I mean, they're started in like the 1700s, man. It's fucking crazy. One of the reasons they've endured, they had actual secrets. Like all these other places with their bullshit and their maybes. Fuck that. They're, hey, don't look behind that curtain. Fuck you, Wizard of Oz. You are not in the Illuminati because the Illuminati had actual secrets. There's a story in this in this podcast about a guy who they find with like Illuminati secrets and a, and a list, it's sewn into his clothes. I mean, fucking weirdos, man. What is going on with these guys? Uh, but the Illuminati are woven into all conspiracies, virtually virtually all conspiracy theories you can think of. JFK, they're in there. The UFOs, they're in there. Chemtrails, they're in there. QAnon, the Illuminati's involved. False flags, they're they're in there. And, and they can function on either side of the aisle. Like the QAnon people believe that the Illuminati is trying to kill Trump or whatever. But then there are other people who believe that the Illuminati is supporting Trump. Like it's just the Illuminati is all things to all people. They're they're in everything. You know what the Illuminati? They're like bay leaves. <laughs> they're they're incredibly important to all recipes, but no one can say why, really. Their their presence is needed. If you want your recipe to work, if you want your conspiracy theory to work, you need the Illuminati. Just like a recipe needs bay leaves but no one can exactly put their finger on why. Cause I don't know what the fuck they taste like. I'm just told put two bay leaves in the fucking slow cooker done. Oh, and don't, for, don't forget to scoop them out. Cause if you don't, it's like biting into a moth. Fuck that. Uh, so it, there's a book that's written. It's called the perfectibilists, which is the worst name ever for a book. That, that sounds like, you know, that sounds like a failed board game. All right. Are, anybody who's a fan of concentration, you will love the perfectibilists. Uh, and I, all right. So I'll tell you about this episode. You learn about the angry young man, his friend, Adam Weishaupt. Um, the look, we in the, I will say this at one point, Jesuit says we in the English speaking countries, uh, need modern, rigorous, formal academic study of a topic and of the, of this topic, the Illuminati. And I'm like, no, we don't, we do not clearly we do not, sir. Uh, never, I don't know. And it's also, it's America. Nobody in America needs modern, rigorous, formal academic study of anything that doesn't have the word Kardashian in it. All right. Uh, our boy, Adam Weishaupt, he, uh, he forms the Illuminati May 1st, 1776. Well, actually they call it the order, which is essentially the Illuminati. Uh, and here's the best part. It's him and like four other dudes. And they, they have a bunch of nicknames. There's a whole group of them. Uh, the Illuminati, uh, there's, uh, Adam Weishaupt. He's known as Spartacus. There's Franz Anton von Massenhausen. Uh, he's known as Ajax. <laughs> Sounds like the A-team. Uh, Max Edler von Mertz. He's known as Tiberius. They got a man now known only 
as Bauhoff. And he's known as Agathon. Now, I will tell you this. If your name is Bauhoff, you don't get a fucking nickname. Weishaupt makes sense. He's Adam. He can be Spartacus. Franz Anton von Massenhausen, which fucking... He, that sounds like a guy making the weirdest dessert in the castle. But he's he's Ajax. That's fine. Max Edler von Meritz. Those are like distinctive names. But if you're just Bauhoff, they would think that was your nickname anyway. Leave Agathon for somebody else. Also, there's Andreas Suter, who's known as Erasmus Rotterdamus. Or Rotterdamus? I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. Rotterdamus. So you've got Adam Weishaupt. You've got Franz Anton von Massenhausen. You've got Max Edler von Meritz. You've got Bauhoff. You've got Andreas Suter. You've got Mohammed. You've got Sidney. You've got Jugdish. You've got Kent. You've got Lonnie. Uh, uh, that's Larry. All of these men are in the Illuminati, and they all wreak havoc throughout time and space. Uh, so it's a fantastic episode. It is Paranoid Strain Secret Societies Part 21. Check it out now. It's out there waiting for you. Uh, and, and look, if I haven't convinced you just yet, because there's one point too. Another thing is uh, there was, I guess there were women involved in the Illuminati. And, uh, and at one point, Dane is like, why didn't they talk about them? And, uh, and Jesuit says, historians are not concerned with the ladies. Uh, and I got to be honest with you. Uh, I thought of that phrase and I thought to myself, or, or, or are ladies smart enough to see through all this fucking nonsense? Could that be it? Could they maybe not be getting with the Illuminati because they're too busy trying not to get assaulted by these assholes? Maybe, maybe that's the case. Maybe women are smart and they don't have to fucking do this kind of nonsense. Uh, so if I haven't convinced you yet to get to, to listen, if you, if the perfectibilists hasn't gotten you on board, if the presence of Mohammed, Sidney, Jugdish, Kent, Lani, I mean, Larry, if that hasn't gotten you on board, if Spartacus, Ajax, Tiberius, Agathon, and Erasmus, Rotterdamus, along with our friend Bauhoff, if that hasn't convinced you to download this fucking episode, let me tell you this. Dana Unicorn not only speaks French, which look, that's going to do certain things to you in certain places of your body. We all know this. There's a bunch of shit going on. Hold on. My neighbors are making noises and dropping shit. Uh, if you hear Dana speak French, it's gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna tingle you a bit. It's gonna tickle you a little bit. But then, for my money, uh, better than French, Dana. Dana speaks French, which is amazing. But dudes, Dana speaks German, and not just German, like fucking fluent paragraphs of German. She didn't just go like you know Eisensturgeon Neubauten or whatever the fuck. She literally just runs off this whole fucking paragraph, this huge run of fucking German and you hear it and you're like, Oh my God, there is spit flying everywhere. Dana's talking German. There is spit flying everywhere. And my God, do I wish I was there to catch it? Uh, <laughs> so listen to the episode of only for that to hear Dana speak German and French paranoid strain, secret societies, part 21 available right now in your, uh, where you get your finer downloads, where you go ahead and uh, get your podcast, Spotify, and uh, Podcast Town, I think it's there. Is that a place? Might be. Go to Podcast Town. It's right next to Swing Town. Uh, Swing Town, folks. I'm on. Uh, I'm the Misfit Toys Co-op. Well, I'm not on there. I'm in there. It's me. Never not funny. Doug loves movies. Todd Glass. Jen Kirkman's show. No fun with Jen Kirkman. And anxiety bites. Let me watch your movie with you with Jonah Ray. I gotta be honest. I don't know if Jonah's still doing that podcast. I'm uh, I look I hide in my apartment, but and also oh to save uh, my machine freaked out on me last week. Did I tell you that my machine kept telling me that it couldn't cons- it couldn't contain 
uh, all of the words I had said. So I had to keep clearing stuff off my machine. So I wound up deleting a whole bunch of podcasts out of my iTunes. I didn't realize I had that many. Dude, do you know how many old time radio shows I had? Like a thousand. What a fucking goof. Uh, but I had to delete them. But uh, let me watch your movie with you by Jonah Ray, who's, you know, uh, out there. He's doing new MST3Ks. He, I don't know if he can be bothered with this podcast, but he might. He's still in the Misfit Toys co-op, along with the Never Not Funny crew, Doug Loves Movies people, Todd Glass show fans and populace. No fun with Jen Kirkman and Anxiety Bites with Jen Kirkman. All of us are out there. Go check us out, please. Uh, it's great. Hire me for Cameo if you want. I'll call you. I'll tumble for ya. I'll go and call ya. Whatever. Culture Club, really, they're becoming a dominant presence on this show. Last week with War is Stupid, and now we got a tumble thing. Uh, you know what else I'll say? Because this show is short. Well, time don't give me time. Sorry. Hire me for cameo. I'll call your sister. I'll call your girlfriend. I'll call your mom. Whatever you need me to do, I'm happy to do it. I'm also on Patreon, patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. Would you become a patron? Why not? Right? If you want to. You don't have to. But if you do, that's cool. If you go to MikeSchmidtComedy.com in the upper right-hand corner, there's a little horn boy there. You click on that. You send me a PayPal thing. And what you can do is you can send me some PayPal nonsense money. Or you can sign up for a monthly donation. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> so sweet. Uh, Cameo, I should tell you, by the way. Cameo is uh, BookCameo.com. Or it's an app that you put on your phone. And God knows you don't have enough apps on your phone, right? Every time I get an app on my smart television, it winds up on my phone. Like, I didn't even realize that. Dude, my phone talks to my TV. I hope they don't say anything to one another. I hope they don't talk to my computer. Like, my computer's seen me jerk off. Um, I think my phone's seen me jerk off, too. My TV has not seen me jerk off. This new TV. I think my old TV saw... Oh, yeah, my... Oh, there's no doubt. Wait, my old TV definitely saw me jerk off. I do know that. Uh, but I don't think my new TV has ever seen me jerk off. That's good. And so we're, we're still keeping it chaste. Me and my new television are keeping it very chaste. I don't want it to see me. I don't want to watch it jerk off. We're fine. Um, all right. So bookcameo.com uh, is a website. Cameo is an app you can put on your phone. Patreon.com slash Mike40YLB. You can find me on there and do that. That's pretty sweet. I'm glad you would even think about it or consider it. You're super cool. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. Did you know this? YouTube.com slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, it's mainly older podcasts, some stand up from 8,000 years ago. Eventually I'll do something with it. Won't I? Why it's my own television network. You would imagine that I would go ahead and do something like, oh, I don't know, put something on there that people would care about. Maybe, maybe not twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. That's also my own television network. And I'm on there a lot. I couldn't be on there today and I won't be on there. I'll tell you, all right, let's talk about this twitch.tv slash the 40 year old boy. Uh, you can find me on there. I've been playing horse opera is what I like to call it. Red dead redemption Two. I've been playing that for, uh, Oh, I don't know a couple of, uh, how long about a month. And we're still not even halfway through the story. It's great. I love it. We're catching legendary fish and doing all sorts of weird things. But go ahead and watch it if you'd like. Uh, but I will tell you this. Right now, Twitch streams are, uh, everything's, in, in, everything's on hold. There's a reason. I'll tell you another time. Uh, but I won't be streaming on Twitch for probably the next week. That's what I guess. Um, but once I'm back, you'll know about it. You can join the Discord or I'll put it on Facebook or whatever and announce to people that I'm back. Uh, but for the time being, though, you can go to twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy and watch a bunch of older streams. Watch me playing games. Watch me talking into a little screen. Watch me trying to not have my face washed out completely by my lighting because I don't do a very good job of lighting myself. It's a, it's a process, guys. 
But uh, twitch.tv slash the 40-year-old boy exists. YouTube.com slash the 40-year-old boy exists. Cameo, patreon.com slash Mike40YOB. And, of course, uh, MikeSchmidtComedy.com. PayPal's up in the upper right-hand corner. Misfit Toys Co-op, everything else. And uh, you're all very kind and very nice and very patient. And I will be back with you. I am... Uh, I won't be, well, whatever, who cares? I talked about it already, right? You guys are great. And and the very fact that you would even return and listen to this one or listen to anything that I fucking say, you know that, you know I'm, I it did what it means to me. So uh, there you go. So all right, 40-year-old boy Twitch channel, super, ah, that's, that's Twitch, Jesus Christ. That's me calling it the super angry guy, Gene, happy good time Twitching hour. But this is a podcast and, uh, or a, 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 a truncated version of one. And I'm glad you were here. And I'm not going to do the ramp out. I'm just going to hit the uh, theme music. And and thank you. Keep uh, if you're on Facebook, you can keep it posted. Follow me on you know what? Follow me on my social medias because I will update stuff on there, letting you know what's what and when I'll be back here. Uh, I'm assuming it'll be you know I'm assuming I'll be back in time to do a show next Thursday, but I don't know. Right now, things are you know it's a coin flip. But uh, but I appreciate you even caring and checking in. And listening when you can listen and finding me when you want to find me. And I'll, I'm here uh, again. I don't know when I'll be back, but I'm definitely here. And there's certainly there's older shows you can entertain yourself with. Oh, aren't those great? Don't you love being shoved into a closet and go, wait about those old shows? You you don't want any new content. I'm a fucking stroke. All right, guys means the world to me that you still care and that you still listen. And you still download and I will be back to you as soon as I possibly can. Hopefully, again, I'm assuming in a week. That's my guess. I assume that I'll be back by next Thursday to do another show, regular schedule. We're fine. Uh, if not sooner than that, to at least give you an update and tell you what's up. Um, but I'll keep you posted either way. Cool? Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for being here. And, uh, and uh, man, I love you. you. You mean everything. And we'll talk soon.